Hi there, it's Scott Rockfile back with another podcast review for you. Going to talk about the 2017 film War for the Planet of the Apes. If you've listened to the previous two podcasts, I'm reviewing all of the Planet of the Apes movies as I go through them in a weird order. Um, And I watched the first or the recent trilogy because they were on 4K. So anyway, we're up to War for the Planet of the Apes. Please check out the previous reviews. I actually thought they were pretty good. Um, This movie should have made more money than it did. It's a $150 million production that went on to make almost just under $500 million. Well, the last one made almost $800 million. So this was... A bit of a disappointment, even though when you make double or triple your budget, you're doing okay, which they tripled the budget. What more do you want? So um, just to give you a preview of what's going to come at the end, I'm going to do a little bit of spoiler stuff and also talk about the fourth movie that hopefully is coming next year. They finished filming it before the strike and everything earlier this year. Anyway. So the short version is this is, oh my goodness, the, the 4K to get. If you're going to upgrade any of the Planet of the Apes movies that are available in 4K, this one is top tier 10 out of 10. It is a native 4K transfer, and you can tell from the opening scenes. As I told you in the last review, um, Dawn looked much better than Rise. There was more color definition, more um, field of color, just a variety of greens and earth tones and things like that. This movie, native 4K, The special effects even hold up. It is 4K crispy almost. Um, Also, they fully upgraded the soundtrack to Dolby Atmos, and it is by far the best soundtrack of all of the Planet of the Apes movies. This really is the creme de la creme of the box set that I bought for like 30 bucks. The 12 discs that are in there of the nine movies, um, this is the one. This is, wow. It looks and sounds amazing. So the short version is, before I get into anything quite even close to spoilers, Looks better than any of the movies, sounds better than any of the movies, probably the best of the three movies, or it's tied. It's hard for me to separate them. Any good trilogy in history, I take the trilogy as a whole. Um, You can't have one part without the other in a good trilogy. There's some movies that are three movies, but you could watch the second one or third one without the first one or vice versa and still have a good experience. This is a complete Planet of the Apes type trilogy experience, much like the John Wick 4 trilogy is a kind of complete experience. If they do more and whatever, it still has this complete arc kind of thing. So anyway, this is a complete arc. Um, Basically Caesar's arc. No spoilers, but movie's been out since 2017. You should have seen it. If you haven't, it really is the best of the three or at least tied with them. I thought it was great. It was nominated for a whole bunch of awards. Um, won Best Special Effects, um, British Academy, blah, 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 blah. It, it won, you should see this movie. Michael Giacomo's score is great. The special effects are great. Now, here's the funny thing, and now I'm going to get into a little bit more depth about the movie. If you don't want to know anything about it, turn it off and just go watch the movie. It's worth watching. In retrospect, I remember this as a Woody Harrelson movie. Like, he's all over the film. Like, my memories of this movie are just Woody Harrelson shaving his head, being a bit of a nutcase, kind of a, um, an Apocalypse Now, kind of Marlon Brando character, right? General Kurtz. Watching it now, he's not in the movie a whole lot. I mean, literally, he's in a couple of key scenes and one big part, and that's about it. He doesn't... 
there's so much more of the movie and so much more I forgot. And I forgot the big twist. The whole thing that makes it worthy that on the title and everything is just incredible. They were really thinking. After the last movie was a big success, they brought back Matt Reeves as the director. They brought back um, Mark Bumbach, um, and Matt Reeves co-wrote it. Amanda Silver, Rick Jaffa came back as producers. They had written the first ones, created it, and worked on this since the beginning of the trilogy. So you got most of the same people working on it that worked on the last one. Andy Serkis, Steve Zahn, great apes. Um, there's even more of it, and it's better. They have upgraded everything. If the movie was shot in native 4K, that means the special effects were finished in 4K. And you could tell there is not a moment in this movie where you don't think those apes aren't solid living things right next to the actors, right next to the sets, whatever. Uh, they move with weight, the facial expressions, all of it. This is the best that they've gotten so far. And I said in the last two movies, they look great. But this is photorealistic as as great as anything it wow so the movie wowed me from beginning to end because like i said i remembered it as kind of a woody harrelson vehicle and it definitely was not how they get into it what it gets into the meat of the story there's some you know nearly animal cruelty racism bigotry things going on in the film as in all of them because this is kind of holding up a mirror to modern society that's one of the best things the eight movies do but then it just, you know, it could be exactly what you expect it to be, and it's not. When you finally get to what's really going on in the entire movie and what it's really all about, what's happening and how it ends, wow. They really set up an incredible Planet of the Apes universe. So I thought Woody Harrelson was great in it. He was just a hair short of Raving Lunatic. And he's been that in a few other movies, so that was nice to see. I thought he, he actually played it as realistic nutcasey as you possibly could because <laughs> he is kind of nuts. I mean, he thinks he's right. All the best villains think they're right. And he makes a good case for being right until you find out there's a whole bunch of humans that kind of feel like the apes do, and then it's a whole other thing, right? So we're going to get into spoiler Terry and talk about the future movie. I'm sorry it was such a short review, but really... Um, everything I said that I liked about the last two movies, Rise and Dawn, uh, I say three times as much for War. What a capper to a trilogy. What a great film that, again, these are movies made for everybody. I, I really like the fact that a whole bunch of different people could sit in a room and watch this movie and get different things out of it. Uh, you know. And all in all, Planet of the Apes movies are fun. It, it, it's, it's fun to play with this science fiction concept. And where it goes from here. So getting into spoiler territory, go watch the whole trilogy. Tell me you don't love these movies. They're great. Uh, spoilers in three, two, one. So the big twist of the movie is, as we find out eventually, Woody Harrelson's character has not been getting the apes together to build a wall to fight the apes. It's not war for the planet of the apes. It's war for the planet of the apes between humans on who's going to survive, who's going to rule the planet of the apes, so to speak. And when you realize that he's nuts and there's a bigger military force coming to wipe him out and there's no way he can survive, and then with what happens, wow. These are playing out, these stories, these are years after Dawn. At the end of Dawn, we knew that war was breaking out between humans and apes. It was just inevitable. It was going to happen. 
And so this is after years of war. And what we know as we see a lot less humans, and now this giant military force is coming down from the north, could be the last giant military force. So they come, and the apes are smart. They get out of the way. <laughs> Instead of trying to take on, they escape. Get out of the way and let the humans fight each other, which is absolutely what they should do. It's the most logical thing you could do. And Caesar, you know, he's he stays behind. He wants to kill this dude. Dude killed his wife and, and child, you know, and has been after him for the entire movie for weeks of movie time. He wants this guy dead, and who wouldn't? And then when he finds him, he's been afflicted by what the mutated simian flu, which has not only made apes smarter, it's starting to make humans dumber, like in the original movie. That's quite the twist, that they can't speak, right? And so he leaves him. He, Woody Harrelson's character wants to be shot. The general wants to be shot. And Caesar leaves him the gun. And off camera, there's a blam. He had enough. He said earlier in the film he wouldn't want to live like that, and so he didn't. So as this war begins, their general is gone. And as his side starts getting obliterated by the massive amount of artillery from the incoming force, an avalanche starts and wipes everybody out. The apes barely survive. None of the humans do. Everybody gets wiped out. If that was the last of the human war force, that was it. <laughs> Bye. It's a massive avalanche. Really well done in the special effects. And so we end with the last, at least on the West Coast, the last big army unit being completely wiped out by natural things because they were stupid enough to fire a bunch of artillery into a mountain where a nutcase had barricaded himself. The whole mountain came down on him. So, and now we have a virus that's all over the world turning humans mute make us lose the intelligence to build things and such. That opens the door. So what I've read about the upcoming movie, they brought in Wes Ball. He directed the uh, Maze Runner movies, which actually, not bad. They're good. I've read the books, and they're good adaptations of the, of the, uh, of the books. It's not his fault where the movies went, I don't think. He had a star that got hurt towards the end, and it took a while to film the last film. And Anyway, anyway he's a pretty decent director of this kind of thing. So uh, to me, he's kind of the perfect guy. Um, they brought back the same producers and and everybody who worked on the last one. It does take place down the road in the timeline years later in the same universe that Rise started. Um, it's supposed to tell what happens with um, Cornelius, Caesar's offspring. And if we know from the previous, Cornelius is the one, he's Roddy McDowell's character who went through the old early movies. Now, they set up in Dawn, there was a spacecraft, right? So they have already set up a movie ago, the whole astronauts going back in time or forward in time and finding apes in the future and blah, 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 blah. And that's what they could do with the next movies. They like what they have done so far. They finished filming in, in February of this year that they're planning now a trilogy. So I'm very excited. Um, if they've already, you know, if they've already done principal filming, they're working on special effects up until the uh, 
the strike happen. And maybe, depending on how they're getting the special effects done, maybe they got some done or maybe it's not. We'll find out if the movie gets pushed back. But right now, I think it's for May of 2024, and I'm excited about that prospect. These movies are great. Fox doesn't get enough credit for some of the franchises they do own. Some of the science, they are the alien movies, good or bad. They are the Predator movies, good or bad. You know, Fox has a lot of franchise, the Fly movies. I mean, Fox has made some great sci-fi flicks, and they've tried with some others and not so made it. But with the Planet of the Apes, they did this trilogy right. And since they didn't fall on their face on any one of the three of these, anywhere in them, I'm going to give them credit if they keep the same people involved behind the scenes to make a fourth one that's going to be just as good and maybe a fifth and sixth. I'm excited. Anyway, um, the box set, it hovers um, in the $40, $50, $60 range on most websites. It's got 12 discs in it for nine movies, including the Tim Burton one. Everybody asked that because for the longest time, that was a Disney flick. It was made by Touchstone Pictures or whatever, so it's owned by Disney. But Disney owns 20th Century Fox, and they are the ones who put out this uh, box set, so it's got all Every Planet of the Apes movie, not the TV series, though. And one of the things I don't think I mentioned in one of the previous reviews, in this box set, there's a bunch of extra disc holders. Like, it's built for probably some of those old TV sets that has, like, a complete season of Gunsmoke or the complete run of, you know, Andy Griffith or whatever. Um, so there's a bunch of blank discs. I bet there was supposed to be, like, the TV show in there and something happened with the rights or whatever. I don't mind. The TV show really was not very good. It has its moments, and if you love it, I, that's great. But... Compared to the movies, it was like, well, like a TV show version of Planet of the Apes would be, right? Anyway, um, I'll be diving into the older movies now. I've watched a lot of the extras. I've watched the new trilogy. Now we're ready. I think I'm going to hold the Tim Burton movie until after I watch at least the first few of the old movies because I know he was trying to do an homage and trying to do it right. So let me watch the old stuff to be fully refreshed on that before we dive into what Tim Burton did to it. I've watched the trailer. The, the trailer for Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes has been on a couple of the uh, the Blu-rays and 4Ks. Um, and I've watched it. You know, it's, it's, I'll, okay, I'll give it a shot. I will give it a, a chance more than, than I've given it in years. Anyway, more podcasts are on the way. Thank you very much. I'm actually recording this on National Radio Day on August the 20th. It will post this week. Um, so happy National Radio Day to all of us who do radio for a living, who love it, who couldn't get away from it, and and who will die doing it probably. Podcasting kind of goes along with that. It's the only reason why I'm good at this, I think. Thank you for listening. Have a spectacular day.